Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. This is IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have a big show for you guys this week. I mean, there have been so many Switch games released, and still so many Switch games coming out, not to mention the Video Game Awards just happened. We've got some big news from Nintendo, allegedly. Um, And, man, I mean, we have a bunch of new game announcements, Bridge Constructor Portal randomly was announced for Switch. Uh, Last-minute Outlast franchise. Tons of stuff, but before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and introduce our panel. Starting over here to my right, how's it going today, Pam? Good, good. I love how you're leading with the with the biggest game, the Bridge Constructor. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> Nothing against Bridge Constructor. This is really cool. Get excited. Yeah. No, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today, or this week. So, yes. Cool. Very Thanks nice for having me. And then over to my far left, your right. Zach Ryan, how you doing, Zach? Doing well. How about those game awards, huh? Yeah. What about all those big announcements that happened? Insane. Who saw oh. that coming, right? Yeah. I mean, I I only I only expected. I mean, I expected Zelda DLC, but what we got was a brand something. new Zelda game starring no, Mario. Got, uh, That's crazy talk. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> when we recorded this, the game awards hadn't happened. We're still about five hours out. Sorry. So. Uh, yeah. So we have no idea what's being announced, and of course you're watching this after the announcement, so we're going to bring you some real old news today. <laughs> yes, but um, joined right here to my left, I also we also have Mr. Tom Marks, Hello. our PC editor. Yes. Thank, Hi, guys. Thank you very much for joining us today. Always a pleasure to be here. I love I love being able to talk about Switch things, so this is this is a good outlet for that, I imagine, at AGN. Yeah, yeah we do, do a fair amount of talking about the Switch. Yeah. 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 And you're a, a proud owner of a Switch. I am. Right? And also a modern of the switch as well oh yeah yeah last time yes. i was uh last time i was on the show it was just i was just about to start modding the joy cons and now i've put like i think i'm almost up to 10 joy cons modded and like a few of the switch well let's let's go ahead and show them uh yeah joy cons that you worked on right now yeah so, so th- well these are my just my splatoon ones that i got from japan yeah the gold ones on Zach's, yeah. yeah, and then I also did this one, which is the D-pad, right. uh, the orange translucent D-pad one. You and, also have that. Yeah. You did that yourself. But Tom taught me how to do this. He actually yeah. has a really, really cool instructional video. Um, there's two of them. There's one for the uh, regular just Joy-Con shell swap mm-hmm. mod that you can do, and then there's an extra one for the D-pad mod as well. So, so definitely check that out. So, of course, I mean, if you have a pro controller, you have a proper D-pad, but when you're playing on the go, and I ran into this with, like, Picross S, for example, I, I really wanted a simple d-pad instead of the the standard split button that's on the uh the the regular joy con mm-hmm. and so i i was really interested in this and then i saw it and i was like i was worried that the d-pad would be kind of more like something that floats on top of this button combo wouldn't right. feel right but it feels good no it feels really good um i mean i haven't had a chance to like play with it with any like uh, uh like fighting games or you know mm-hmm. down to forward punch any of that stuff yet but it it feels surprisingly legit is, is kind of the best way to put it and i did this one where i actually left the normal colored back on and kept the translucent front because i just thought it looked cool yeah i've seen a lot of joy con mods but i've not seen that variation right there so that is really cool it's it's a nice little twist on what we currently have available so well done yeah, very well, impressive thank stuff thank you thank you um before we get to our main topics this week let's go ahead and just jump through some house cleaning um, quick news. Uh, so yes, like I said earlier, Outlast is coming 
to Nintendo Switch, and it's coming in Q1 2018. Now, the announcement had said that it was the Outlast franchise that's coming to Switch, so we're not uh, we're assuming now that it's going to be Outlast one and two. Uh, there isn't an, an official announcement for Outlast three yet, or anything like that. Yeah. That game doesn't exist if it is in the works. So they just said franchise. That's really exciting. I'm a huge horror fan. Are you guys looking forward to this at all? Yeah, they showed th- no, but yeah, they showed the um, <laughs> they showed the title screen of Outlast one on the. Uh, um, on the Switch, you know, like a lot of developers now show a game running on Switch. It's really cool to see that. I, I'm not looking forward to it because it's terrifying. Like, I, I'm i not big into horror games. I'm, you know, I don't love running away. And that game is all about running away. You're underpowered. You're left alone. It is freaking creepy. So, yes, I'm going to play it. I'm going to check it out on the Switch just to see how it's running and how it's uh, performing. But that's a freaky game. Are you a horror guy, Zach? Um, sort of. There are a few horror franchises that I really love. Like I really love Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played an Outlast game. Oh. Um, but I'm excited that it's coming to Switch. Um, mostly because it's further commitment from Nintendo that they're really pursuing M-rated games. Right. Um, this is the kind of thing that we definitely wouldn't have seen on Wii or Wii U, and it's it's really cool that they're bringing it over and working with publishers that are a little more, uh, you know. Gory, a little more violent, a little more horror driven. So that's it's cool. a little, it's a little simpler um, compared to Resident Evil. It doesn't have that kind of the puzzle elements. It it, it does have the like start the generator to mm. open the door, all that kind of stuff. But it's less about um, it's. I, I mean, it's less about defending yourself. It really is about like not getting caught. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like stealth, avoid, run away, you're underpowered and it is super creepy and you have this element of a night vision camera yeah. and you have to ration it because it does run out of battery. So it's got that kind of found footage look with like the green night vision stuff and it's just terrifying. Yeah. It's like the I do you remember Fear, the original game like yeah. where you walk into a warehouse with lots of mannequins like that kind of level creepy where you know something is alive and something's going to jump up but you're not sure where it is. Destin yeah. Destin has a recurring series here at IGN called How Scary Is and oh. I played they did Outlast. By I the played way. the original. Yeah, yeah, I played the uh, or the first like area of Outlast too, and just really scared the bejesus yeah. out yep. of me. It's almost it's almost yeah. like the opposite of Doom. I would say, where <laughs> whereas like Doom makes you feel incredibly powerful, like you're literally tearing off demons' heads and stuff. But Outlast makes you feel like a like a human being, right. like a normal human being without a weapon. You yeah. know, like so it's, the monsters rip and tear you in Outlast. That's, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Too. Exactly. It's, and there's a lot of kind of learning by death in this game too. You know, where like they want you to get caught just to show you your your grisly end and everything mm-hmm. yeah. um but it no it's a it's a quality game we i think we reviewed the first one and gave it uh, just under an eight like a 7.8 or something mm-hmm. um you know, they're quality games cool so if you're a horror fan then definitely look forward to more horror games coming to switch very soon um but if you're a portal fan then i have great news for you maybe i guess a lot some people were upset about this i know i wasn't very excited when I heard the news. Uh, what are you doing, Valve? What is going on? Okay, Bridge Constructor <laughs> Portal uh, is apparently coming to the Switch as well as PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, but yes, we're getting a Bridge Constructor variation of Portal on Switch. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about this? I've never played Bridge Constructor. I'm so excited! I know you've played Bridge Constructor, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Well, I so I I love. The bridge constructor type games, like all, all those again, Polybridge, another one of my favorites. Um, and I love Portal. And so I have 
absolutely no reason to be grumpy about this. Like, there's nothing about this announcement I, that makes me unhappy <laughs> at all. Like, I, I'm not. E- I'm not either. I, I was just laughing because it's like when when somebody tells you, "Hey, you're getting a Valve franchise," and you're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, it's Bridge Constructor." Yeah. Right? Um, but this I, is something Valve has done for a long time, yeah. right? Like the Peggle games had Team Fortress and Portal in it. Totally. They love. You know, letting other people, in moderation at least, use their IPs. And I think this is a really cool and weird one that I'm at least personally interested and, in. And you know the puzzles will be awesome. Just, the, yeah. you know, the, the Portal stuff is, is I love the Portal franchise and, you know, like kind of like the mind bending that goes on when you're trying to figure out, like, if I go in there, I come out there and what's going to happen to me because mm-hmm. I fall into that. And, like, this game is definitely going to play with that element if, you know, so... Looking forward to it, too. I just think it's really interesting. Uh, Portal 2 was our game of the year 2011. Something. Yeah, and it's been this sort of long, dormant series, and people have been kind of clamoring for it. So the idea of, like, oh, a new Portal game gets people all riled (laughs) up, and then it's like, oh, it's Bridge Constructor. That's weird. But looking at the trailer, it seems to me like there's a lot of the same physics-based sort of puzzling action that you're going to see in a standard Portal game. So it might be really cool. Like, in the the trailer, they show this truck driving off a bridge, and then he shoots a portal open so that he can, get, can gain the momentum to launch himself yep. to the other side. And like that, that's something that you do in Portal. So, mm-hmm. And it's, to be fair, I, th- I think it's a great fit for the Switch. Again, like a puzzle game where you can just mess around for a while with yeah. the, the physics and the, you know, the, the puzzle and try to solve it. I think it's perfect. I certainly wasn't upset about the announcement no. like some people were. <laughs> like Some people were like, what is this? Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it didn't upset me at all, but it did <laughs> kind of make me scratch my head. Like, that's a weird one uh, well, six years after the fact. The, but, thing, the thing that surprised me most about it too is that they actually got GLaDOS's voice in yeah. there and like the the trailer has her being being like you know you've been selected to take part in our vehicular testing program mm-hmm. and it's they're pitching it like it's a sequel to Portal mm-hmm. right like there that is how they've set it up even mm-hmm. though it's not developed by Valve <laughs> and it's this total spin-off thing and yeah I'm I'm just excited to play it yep. It's going to be very interesting to check out. I'm I'm excited to check it out once it does finally come out. I guess it's uh, slated to be available in early 2018. Right so look, yeah, look forward to it then. We'll have some updates for you guys once we do uh, get a chance to play it ourselves. But um, in other quick news, there was a new Switch update released, update 4.1. Just some minor um, quick fixes, supposedly. It addressed an issue with motion controls not working properly. So if you haven't connected to the your Switch to the internet in a little while, now would be probably a smart time to do so um, and just get updated to the latest firmware. Also, Mega Man 11 was announced for Switch with a late 2018 release. Now, I'm, I'll admit it right now, I'm not the biggest Mega Man guy. Uh, I know there's some big Mega Man How people here you? in the office. I'm, I know, especially at this table here. So, Zach, you oh, yeah. seem like you have something to say about Zach that. Zach Rockman, Ryan. Mega yeah. Man is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I, I haven't gone like super deep into every Mega Man game because there was a while there where Capcom was like, oh, people like Mega Man? Let's make every Mega Man. Um, but I've played all the original Mega Man games, all the X games, Legends, Legends 2, um, and This, to me, reminds me a lot of Mega Man 8 for the PlayStation, and I love that game, and it is very weird and very fun, Mm -hmm. and just looks like Mega Man, and the fact that it's coming to Switch is awesome, because I, to me, Mega Man is synonymous with Nintendo, and um, I've repeatedly purchased Mega Man 2, 3, 4 for Wii, Wii U, DS, whichever platforms they're on, right? And it's exciting that Mega Man is coming back to Switch, because... Nintendo's where he sort of gained fame, and now he's back. And Eleven looks awesome. So, and it's—I mean—it's such a uh, 
such a weird story with how, you know, Mighty Number no. 9 kind of split off and was supposed to give us the Mega Man game that Capcom right. wouldn't. And, like, people had given up hope right. in Mega Man uh, returning at least in 2D form uh, anytime soon. And boom, there it is. All of a sudden, you, you're getting a traditional side-scrolling Mega Man game. Art style-wise, I'm not a huge fan of the of the look. I wish it like was it? a little bit more creative. It's very safe, I yeah. feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. this this Capcom style that goes back all the way to the Super, N- Super NES era. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's the way... The Mega Man game started to look. That's you know how their their other um, like Demon Crest, like all those games sure. started to look that kind of like rounded two D look. Yeah. Um, I you know after playing games like Cuphead, you wish for a little mm. bit more creativity yeah. in two D yeah. game presentation. But it's a it's certainly that's kind of like the 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 crowd pleaser, right? It's yeah. like make it look the way that you remember it to look, and yeah. uh, hopefully the gameplay is awesome. So Mega Man Nine and Ten adopted an eight bit art style after mm-hmm. sort of years of dormancy in the in the mainline Mega Man series. Um, so I was I was I agree with you in terms of the art style. It's this two point five D. It almost looks a little bit like Mighty Number no. Nine in the way that it's yeah. sort of cel shaded. Yeah. I think it looks a little better than Mighty Number. No. It does. Yeah, yeah, it's a little yeah. sharper. But I I'm with you. I kind of wish that they had gone with. Uh, Either like a 16-bit art style, or or even something like Mega Man 8, because Mega Man 8 was on PlayStation, but it had these incredible sprites um, that I I think would be a really cool throwback had they yeah. done it that way. It's, um, either it's, way, I'm stoked to play it. Uh, this sort of opens the doors for you know Capcom has been a little bit cagey on how much they're going to support the Switch, so bringing Mega Man 11 is a good vote of confidence, and hopefully they'll bring the uh, you know Legacy Collection one and two over as well because that. Give me every Mega Man on Switch, and like I'll have games for days. Like that's it's, awesome. It's positive news. I think games like this answer the question whether you know third parties will support the machine. They certainly do with these kind of like the simpler games to port, right? And that raises uh, hopes for some of the more complicated games to port from from companies like mm-hmm. Capcom or Ubisoft. So yeah, I mean I'm we're digging it. It's definitely it's yeah. It's nice to see like, more support coming in from third parties, especially like Capcom. Um, yeah. We just had got Resident Evil Revelations yeah. one and two from them as well. Um, Street Fighter 2 mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Uh, so that, yeah, just more stuff like that. Please, more third parties come to Switch. It's very nice to have you here. This, um, they have this such game, an awesome back catalog of yes. classics, yeah. too. So, you know, hopefully we'll see more as part of Nintendo's online. Yeah. Line. Yeah. This game, uh, not directed by uh, Inafune, who's a classic Mega Man guy who created the series, um, but created by a team that previously worked on Mega Man. Yep. So uh, there's some rumblings out there online. People are saying that they don't particularly care for the way that Mega Man runs. Like his animation cycle looks really weird and it's, it feels a little bit slower, a little bit uh, floatier than previous Mega Man games um, because like, that's the one thing all the NES Mega Man games feel almost identical in the same way that like Mario has set physics. Like Mega Man has these physics that you kind of rely on. So um, interested to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. L- late 2018? So we gotta, um, yeah, we gotta wait ahead of us. But Taking their time. Yeah, yeah, totally into it. Cool. All right. Well, jumping into the main topics then for the week, uh, we're making good time here. Uh, so <laughs> it looks like it looks like we finally have a star for the upcoming Detective Pikachu movie. It has been reported that Ryan Reynolds will officially be the voice of Detective 
Pikachu, which is hilarious. Now, he wasn't the only person. That's awful. Who did that? <laughs> Good Lord. Is Barrett, that, is this your handiwork? Awful picture that, of Ryan Reynolds with red cheeks. Yes. And a tail. Great. Thank you for. I want to see that in my nightmares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, who, who saw this coming? This is a weird one. Oh, he's, he's the only pick in my mind. Really? Get the hell out no. of well, here. People, <laughs> no, no. But people talked about like Danny DeVito, like somebody like, uh, you know, matches the, the kind of silly, like the, the unexpected voice in the Japanese original. And then Ryan Reynolds is just so perfect because he's been acting behind the mask in, in Deadpool. Deadpool. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, we'll, we'll see where this goes. It's just such a weird curveball. For I, yeah. I think it's a good choice. I think Ryan Reynolds is a, is a good actor. He's a funny guy, very charming. Um, but at the same time, because he does, you know, do Deadpool, Pool and you know Deadpool has that full face mask and he's got that distinct voice that's so recognizable by now. Are we just going to hear like Deadpool coming that's out of Pikachu? That's kind of what I was wondering too. Are we yeah. like are we looking to hear this sort of like smarmy one liner Pikachu? Like that that'd be weird. I, I feel like there's got to be some sort of would differentiation. Be a hit. But it would yeah. be it. Think about if the ad Nintendo says, would never Ryan let that Reynolds happen though. Is Detective Pikachu. People like the, are like, what? Okay, go there's no, I, There's no way that they would even let Detective Pikachu be like a PG-13 version of Pikachu, right? But he like, is But he is in the game. He is He gets not, out there and is just slapping people around. No, but he is more, he's more like a seedy, like, film noir detective. Mm-hmm. So it's such, it's such a weird thing that this exists, even yeah. that there is a talking Detective Pikachu who yeah. doesn't go, you know? And to be fair, they could have told us that Deadpool, played by Ryan Reynolds, was the voice of Detective Pikachu, and yep. I would have been on board yeah. if specifically Deadpool was. Uh-huh. I would have been like, great, cool, that sounds awesome. So, But, um, it, but it's, I mean, that's not a cheap actor, so mm-hmm. it does sound Some like Nintendo is serious with, uh, with the whole cinema. Well, actually, yeah, I mean, approach. that was one of the things that, that struck me most about this pick was that I was expecting this to be kind of much more of a low-key Pokemon movie than Ryan Reynolds would imply to me. Like, Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds... To me, sounds like this is going to be like a big budget thing, and and I was just kind of expecting it to be, oh, you know, just another another Pokemon movie coming on, and and it's actually seems to be much bigger than that. So that means, though, they have to bring the game out here. Yeah, hey, where's all yeah. that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to have to come. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like Nintendo's making big moves lately. Like, I mean, they we ha- heard rumors, or I guess now it's confirmed that they're working on a Mario movie, right? Mario mm-hmm. Brothers movie. This Detective Pikachu movie is moving along very nicely. We have Ryan Reynolds on board. And then, of course, earlier, way back, we heard about the theme park being worked on, right, with Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like Nintendo is really trying to come back with something big. So it's very, very exciting. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how this movie in particular is going to turn out because it's written by Nicole Perlman, who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. and well, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a great movie. So. Well, now we just need that Zelda TV show. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them now. It really seems like Nintendo is in this... Uh this sort of era of diversifying their bonds like they you know like for years they've been known as a console manufacturer and software developer and now in the last couple of years they you know like now they develop for mobile platforms now they have a theme park like the things that you were saying um you know there looks like they're leaning hard into at least getting their franchises out into theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally into it. I think it, I think it could potentially be really cool. Cornering the cereal market as well. Yes, that's true. I wanted to. Yeah, I, wanted, I had oh, to yeah. put it down flat. By the way, it was wiggling on the yeah. table the whole time. Ah. I apologize for those of you watching uh, the podcast. Uh, we have a or listening to the podcast. We have a box of the Mario Super Mario cereal. Yeah, here's here's what it sounds like. 
A thousand delicious. pets just ran into the, the <laughs> living room. It's delicious. Yeah, I forgot to mention it earlier, but we just got a box sent into us uh, this morning from Nintendo. So thank you, uh, Nintendo, for sending that to us. We still haven't opened it up. We still haven't tried it, but it looks delicious just from the box art, and I'm excited to see. We've got some fun stuff. Sure does look like cereal. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be cool. I wanted to pose a question to you guys about this Super Mario movie coming out, and to the audience as well. Uh, the over under. I know we're still a ways out, but what's the over under on Mario talking? Do you think he talks in this movie, or do we get yes. a, do we get 100%. a classic? Yeah, you think so. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think he he's going right? to blabber a lot. I think he'll do. You think more he'll of say more reaction. than you think he'll say more than like it's a me, let's go, wahoo. You think it's he's going to be like fully voiced? I don't think he'll say a ton. I think uh-huh. he'll be a little bit more of a silent hero, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll be just limited to wahoo and okay. you know. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I, I have a tendency to agree. I think I think you're right as well. So, what yeah. do you tell us? What do you guys think? Is you gonna do a talk? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Oh yeah, I think talk. he's talking. I, I I I I'm probably more on your side. I mean, I said this uh, in the office a while back, but like Mario saying like "thank you for playing my game" at the end of Odyssey was like probably two more words than I ever needed to hear Mario say in a row. <laughs> like at that point, I was like, "All right, this is getting a little weird." But I think he'll probably be at that level of sentences, like scattered throughout the movie. Yeah. I don't think he'll be like Mario Mario from the live action one talking like a gruff uh Italian plumber or whatever. But yeah. well it sounds it sounds to me like you haven't collected all the moons because when you get all all the moons in Mario Odyssey he actually uh he actually does the entire uh, uh monologue from Hamlet. It's crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild. I have to get that now. Yeah. It's a yeah. massive Easter egg spoiler. It's not good. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but it's there. So Thank you, Zach. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I think I think as long as Nintendo is selective with his dialogue, it probably will work out for the best. He might have a chatterbox uh, like second in command, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'll pair him with a kid Luigi, or something, right? But, but maybe they have Toad just talking the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Toad. <laughs> hey, dog, it's me. I might be more unsettled by that actually if that was just Toad talking yeah. like that the whole movie. Yeah. Well, if you guys are excited about the Detective Pikachu moving, uh, movie moving along nicely, well then, you should definitely be excited about this, because we are finally getting remasters of GameCube games and Wii U games. Yes, you heard me correctly. I mean, not well, we. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, not we. I guess if you, if you live in China, and if you have an <laughs> NVIDIA Shield, there's a caveat, if you live in China, and if you have an NVIDIA Shield uh, tablet then you will be able to play remastered GameCube games and so that was, Wii games. That was not cool, Philip, because I feel like <laughs> a lot of people who aren't following the news that closely just heard remasters and thought Switch and yeah, awesome people just started freaking and Sunshine out. Yeah. and all of that. <laughs> what you're really saying is if you live in China... Well, tiny caveat. Where you can't yeah. <laughs> easily get a Switch... You will now be able to play well, Twilight I Princess to, I was, pre-installed on your NVIDIA Shield, which you probably don't own. I was trying to build it up a little bit. <laughs> All right. You know, like, get, get people excited. But it is weird. It is so Flagrant strange. False advertising. Yeah. yeah. So, so Nintendo has some history, right? They brought out uh, the Nintendo IQ in the Chinese market before, which was this, you know, this, this small uh, N64-based console. Um, and this is this is again another way to build up their franchises in China without having this complete like 
you know, without going big and and really, um, you know, marketing the Switch in in major ways and creating creating a system out in that market. Now, the Switch isn't available in China, as far um, as I know. So the one, one struggle Nintendo has had in the past is with piracy, right? And especially with cartridge-based systems, it's very, you know, like if if you release a system in in a, in a market, I'm not offending anybody in China here, um, all two listeners, um, is is that it's very difficult to control once you put your hardware out, difficult to control access to um, pirated copies of games. And so that's why they created the IQ. Um, and that's why I think they're taking this approach rather than going full force with a Switch release out there. Uh, see, I didn't think of it that way. That makes yeah. sense. I was thinking, I was leaning more towards maybe this is Nintendo sort of uh, testing it out, like doing a sort of soft launch, um, if you can put it that way, for the possibility of these remasters eventually coming to switch over to the west as well mm -hmm. um just because i can't imagine them thinking that you know this wouldn't be successful here because obviously it's what m many of us have been asking for for a long time yeah. um and we all know that the or i mean I'm, a lot of us know that the nvidia tablet um and the switch are nearly identical on the inside Share a lot of the they, same guts yeah they yeah. have the same the, parts the nvidia i mean the the core chip yeah, yeah. so the the tegra right the mm -hmm. um the chipset is the same yeah and obviously i think uh, that's a a nice a nice move in a partnership with nvidia as a chip manufacturer uh, and it makes sense um and the games are pre-installed Right, it has Twilight Princess pre-installed on the machine. I didn't know they were pre-installed. Yeah, they so are the three titles okay. are pre-installed on the on the shield. So it's Twilight Princess, um, then New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and also Punch Out as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it it's cool, and and I I do think you know Nintendo is thinking globally. China is a humongous market mm -hmm. and huge for video games, but mostly in the mobile space, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I I don't think the Nvidia Shield is the most amazing way to enter that market, right? Obviously, uh, you having mobile games available in that market is, is a bigger deal for Nintendo, but um, any, you know, I see it as baby steps. Yeah. And as them taking care of their franchise and making sure that the Chinese market doesn't forget about Mario and keeps being excited about Nintendo franchises. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's sort of a wink and a nod as well that this news should come out and like, oh, hey. This is running on the same chipset in a different country. Yep. It's sort of a proof of concept here. So uh, it's very exciting to me because I've, you know, like the rest of us on this panel have been dying to know like what sort of backwards compatibility, what kind of virtual console stuff we could be looking at. So if they're potentially testing out, uh, you know, Wii U and GameCube games on, mm -hmm. on this platform already, then maybe we're not too far out from hearing something about it. So be, be really cool. Yeah. Obviously, these are, these are good games. We've seen Twilight Princess fairly recently, right? As a, as a remaster. I saw about half of it. The Wii U. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we actually, IGN has a, um, a website in China. So we're, behind the curtain over there where we have a partner in China running a licensed version of IGN and they create original content. So we'll be bugging them and seeing if they can, uh, if they can check this out for us. Right on. It'd be really cool to see that. Very exciting stuff. Cool. Well, in more sort of Nintendo, I guess, news, it's totally Nintendo news. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> um, there was an alleged direct leaked by EA. Now this is, very much uh, sort of still in the rumor phases. It's it's all but confirmed, but apparently the campaign roadmap for the upcoming EA Switch game, Fe, is that how you say it? Fe? Fe. 
leaked out on Reddit. So there's an actual image circulating the the internet right now, and it's showing sort of the outline of the release map for Fed. There you go. You guys can see it on screen right now. And what it shows is obviously the uh, re-reveal of the game during Gamescom uh, in August. And then if you go over to the right, you can see that there is an alleged Nintendo Direct happening sometime in January. So this, this, is, this was found in an email chain circulating through EA. So EA accidentally leaked this information out. So we don't know if it's official yet. It's obviously not confirmed, but this is very, it looks pretty legit. It looks pretty official. Um, a lot of people around the internet believe it's true as well. Plans can change, right? Plans I mean, can always change. They may change. have locked this in, or they may have presented this a while back. But like, I, I think it's a safe bet that Nintendo is going to want to start off the year with a direct and and remind people, hey, yes, we have a plan for the year, and here are the the games coming out in the next uh, month and a half. I'm, I think it's a no brainer that this is right. This is the second. Uh, this is the second time we've seen some rumors about this January direct, uh, yep. and. The previous one had like some pretty substantial uh, sort of uh, speculation as to what was going to be in that direct. So the idea here is that this this January direct is supposed to outline their 2018 content, like top to bottom. Um, so I'll be excited to see if that's actually the case. But I think Pear is absolutely right. I think that we, yes, there's obviously going to be a direct. Nintendo was going to want to keep maintain their messaging, especially like starting a new year where people are admittedly a little shaky on what the Switch looks like in 2018. Um, so it's nice to know that, that you at least get a second idea of like, yes, this is definitely happening. Um, and also... Fe looks awesome. Like when we saw it at Gamescom, I know Per and I uh, saw it, and we were both pretty stoked on it. So nice. Yeah. What do you want to see out of this direct? Well, huh? I was just trying to. I was trying to think of like what they could be, and there are a lot of, a lot of like starts of threads that we got this year, right? That we just have no idea passing the cereal around. On. Wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's like a lot of little threads. Like we got like the hint of a Pokemon Switch game and like we were told about the Fire Emblem Switch game and an Animal Crossing Switch game and like all these things are things that we basically just like heard one sentence about and then nothing else. Yep. And I, I'd really, I'd really like them to like nail those down at least a little bit more concretely like just with yes this is actually happening and here's like a window even like they don't have to show me gameplay i'm not asking for the world like just that these are when we can start to expect these things a little more is something i'd really like to to know but obviously it seems like this direct if if the the uh leak is what uh spurred this then Obviously, this is going to be partly third parties too, and EA is not like a like. Obviously, this is a small game, smaller game within EA, but this is not going to be a a small direct. It doesn't sound like it's going to be another Nindies essentially. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Nintendo has uh, more and more moved into a. a constructing their directs in, with a specific like headline, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a 3DS direct or it's a Fire Emblem direct or something like that. And so it totally makes sense to me that that third parties would appear on a 2018 direct like yeah. here's here's loosely what we have planned for the rest of the year so yeah it would be great to see like you know more sort of like a bigger roadmap for nintendo and what they have planned you know for their own games and with the third parties as well but i'd also love to see more information coming out finally about the nintendo online service as well mm -hmm. like in that direct it would well let's yeah. not forget all the great announcements they made at the video game awards oh yes of course yes. When, remember all those yeah. <laughs> my um, hope my hope with the nintendo online services is that they'll just like 
keep having to delay it to the point where it will always be free and they'll never be able to charge for it if they never come up with a plan. It's foolproof. But I want Someone my tells two, me that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like year two of Splatoon 2, they'll charge. Yeah. 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 They'll let you run it for a year. Probably. I mean, I don't know. They've been giving us a lot of really nice free content, um, like with the Splatoon update as well. And uh, ARMS started the new Party Crash mode, which I also forgot to mention. There is another Party Crash starting um, today. So if you're interested in that, you should definitely check it out. It's kind of like Splatfest. And the theme this week is Ninjara versus Min Min. So definitely check it out. I'm going to be playing it. I know Lily from the NVC podcast uh, forums in our own IGN office here is going to be joining us as well. So... I want to see you guys online if you're playing. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just think that it would be great to sort of see Nintendo really open up and develop their online system. It would be great to have that sort of roadmap happening and, and um, getting an official price, getting more details on like what kind of games we'll be getting for free. Like I know that we're going to be getting like retro style games, right? That rental mm-hmm. service that they've explained. So like that's exciting, but we need more information. So yep. hopefully we'll get it soon. Um, yes, and then Tom and I got a chance to check out the brand new Mario Plus Rabbids two-player versus mode update, which actually released today, I believe, on Friday. It's today for you guys, uh, which is Friday. So, yes. Speaking of free updates. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 So there's just more free stuff kind of coming out, and it's really... Exciting because this one is really good. Tom, yeah, you enjoyed sweet. it, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you think about it? So it's it's like three v three. Just to break it down, it's three v three. You choose your team, and then you choose uh, like a loadout basically for each person, and you can unlock different loadouts of like different weapons or different effects and that sort of thing. Um, and then each turn, you have a time like a timed amount of time. To, uh, to take your turn, mm-hmm. uh, and you have what's called three action tickets in a turn, and moving is an action, attacking is an action, using an ability is an action. So you could either move all three of your guys once, or you could attack once with each of them, or you could move one person, fire with them, and use their ability. You can't just, like, go all out the way you can in the story in mode. In the story mode, yeah. Um, and I actually really, really liked that because one of my complaints, I loved Mario and Rabbids, but one of my complaints with the game is like, since you could just do basically everything every turn, the strategy of the game was relatively straightforward. Like there was, you could pretty quickly kind of see mostly what an optimal path was on a turn. Except and the, for in bo- boss battles where you yes, have to really yes. be careful. Right? Yeah. yeah. There, I, I'm not saying that's every game yeah. and if like, but, or every match, but in this, it's way more difficult mm-hmm. because you are so limited in what you can do that you really have to spend your turn being like, all right, mm. uh, if I move here, like he could move this guy and then fire with him or maybe he just wants to move all his guys to kind of get into better position or maybe he wants to just unload if I put a person too far out. There's like a lot of different things you have to go through. So it ends up being a, a much deeper game strategically. And it's different because like it's, it's not like um, an RTS where you have the fog of war and you can't see mm-hmm. what your opponent has, right? Like you can see everything at yeah. once. So it really is about the moves and the paths you take and the combinations and then a little bit of the luck factor too, right? Like do you... Do you, like, shoot someone with honey, yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of factor yeah. in it, too. Yeah, it definitely has the luck factor shoot with as honey, well. Shoot with honey, 
Um, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Even if you can see like wh- what the other player is doing, it still can get very grueling and very competitive. Like Tom, Tom and I had a really good game going. It lasted like what almost twenty minutes, something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was very, very intense. I I was winning for the better half of it, and then somehow Tom just spun it on me and ended up winning the round. He t- he took it's it that, home. It's all that training on XCOM on PC. Uh, there yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying the mode. I think it was a genius idea. One of the problems I had with Ra- uh, Rabbids when it originally came out was that there wasn't a competitive mode, like mm-hmm. a PvP mode in the game. So now that we do finally have it, I think it's great. I've always loved that, um, or I've loved Rabbids when it came out, Mario plus Rabbids. But I thought that something like that was really missing from that experience. Because it, it, it calls for it, right? Like, you can see how it would yeah. be fun by just looking at the gameplay. Exactly. It just yeah. seems like it would work so well. It's a little unfortunate that it's not online. It's just local that, multiplayer. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's a bummer. Like, that is just nuts to me that yeah. you can't play it online. Even, even if there wasn't any matchmaking, if you could just do it, like, with a friend online, yeah. that would have been so much better than local only. Mm-hmm. I'm always disappointed when... And I know making games work online and multiplayer games work online is really, really hard. It's Especially ne- where you wait for yeah, someone, right? It should never be mm-hmm. underestimated how difficult that is. Yeah. But it is always disappointing to not see it, and it's especially yeah. disappointing in this when it seems like it would be like pretty work pretty well. Right, like XCOM was really good online, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. XCOM and XCOM 2, yeah. two so... The multiplayer in XCOM is cri- uh, criminally underrated, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, Mario and Rabbit's still one of those games. Whenever I talk to a new Switch owner and what games are you playing, everybody always has Mario and Zelda. More people are getting SteamWorld Dig now, thankfully. And I, I still feel this game, despite its good sales, is overlooked. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, this is one of the must-own games on the platform. Mm-hmm. I agree. Along with you know the, the big Nintendo franchises like Splatoon and all that for multiplayer I, and, and SteamWorld Dig. I, if you haven't bought it yet, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. It's just I, it's it goes into when it was first leaked, right? Like, and everyone yeah. was just immediately like, "This game's gonna be terrible." And then as soon as they showed off what it actually was, everyone yeah. was like, "Oh man, maybe this yeah. game's gonna be good." Yeah. And I think it's just a similar mentality of like, it's just it's hard to believe that that game <laughs> could be good, and so you you mentally skip over it. But yeah, I agree. I think it's it's one of I'm, the best out there. I'm really happy that it worked out for that game because it was mm-hmm. getting a lot of flack yeah. when it was originally when those leaks were coming in. A lot of people were making fun of it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll it's such an unlikely pairing, right? I mean, I wasn't too excited about the Rabbids being involved with Mario, especially like with one of his first appearances on Switch. I was like, all right, seriously, well, but get ready for Mario the movie by the people that brought you Minions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But no, I mean, this just goes to show that like you know there you can stay hopeful here. Like sure. there is always a silver lining, and luckily Mario Plus Rabbids is a fantastic game. Highly recommend it. You should definitely buy it, just like Pear said. Um, and it's great that we now have PvP added to the game. Just a little unfortunate that it's not online. So if you're a developer and you're listening to this, try and try and make more online related Switch <laughs> games, please. Simple request. Yes. yes. I mean, now. Okay. Yes. Please. Well, honestly, the not just online for Switch games, but like I really wish more indie games that had co-op uh, had it cross switch you know like mm-hmm. mario kart does where you can just go from over wi-fi or whatever yeah. you're using mm-hmm. like I, I think there are a lot of indie multiplayer games that could Don't take advantage that, of that yeah. like overcooked would be a great game with that and yeah. it just doesn't have it's it so you guys screen, you yeah. guys are playing Nine on parts. one switch yeah oh, 
Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. I, for some reason, I had it in my head that you guys each had a Switch and were playing each other on... No, that's, it was on okay. one Switch, and we'd yeah. switch back and forth. But Nine Parchments you can link up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a local multiplayer, yeah. so you can, that's like... A, that's a good new game that you can mm-hmm. play with yeah. multiple machines. Yeah, yeah, just finished my review for that, so definitely check it out. Very, very um, good game, I would say. Fun for local multiplayer. Not so much if you're playing by yourself. Very difficult if you're playing by yourself. Yeah, yeah I died... 382 times. That's a lot of times. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of times. Yes. Yeah, you and I played you and I played about half an hour of Nine Parchments co-op and that game was fun as hell. Like yeah. I really it's kind of gauntlet sort of Diablo vibes, sort of gauntlet yeah. um and it really does require you to be on your toes. You know, you're switching between powers, you're dashing to avoid um, enemy attacks. Um, very smart. A lot of fun. We had friendly fire, and I probably killed Philip like six times by accident because I'm <laughs> bad at games, but that, that's fine. That was my only worry is that you have these big spell effects and you can hurt yourself. Yeah, you and can hurt others. yourself and your friends. Yeah. And like it, it doesn't. It didn't get crazy? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit? I mean, <laughs> but you, you can res each other. It's something, so. yeah, it's something that I think probably the deeper you get into the game, the better you'll get about okay. uh, estimating what that area of effect is, how to avoid it. Uh, also, a gorgeous-looking game. Oh, yeah. Just Pretty. really good-looking, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, a lot style. of, like, great particle effects and, like, really cool art direction. Yeah. So check that one out. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so for the last main topic of the show, I thought it'd be kind of fun to sort of go over our personal picks for our favorite Nintendo games of the year. So I thought maybe we'll have similar answers if we just pick one game each. So I thought we could split it up into two different categories and do our favorite AAA game or, um, and then our favorite indie game as sure. well just Nintendo. It doesn't have to be a Switch game. It could be uh, a mobile game. It could be a oh. DS game, or it could be a Switch game. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, just can't. Oh, be, I see. Cross yeah. format. Okay. okay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, the nominees for Game of the Year, uh, mm-hmm. IGN's nominees are up on the site. So uh, Google that. I'll go to go to IGN, check it out. We nominated ten games That's for right. Switch. I got them here if you want. Them. Um, there were there were, there were some people who were angry that we didn't include Arms. There's some you know. people that were angry that we didn't include Xenoblade as well. Yeah. Because we Xenoblade came in a little under the wire. Yeah. So the, the ten games on our, our best of list, I wrote down this tiny paper. Oh, uh, Zelda, obviously. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Plus Rabbids, Splatoon 2, Stardew Valley, Steam World Dig 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Snipper Clips, Thumper, and Golf Story. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the nominations are voted on by the entire team of the mm-hmm. IGN editors. So, you know, that allows games to get in. Uh, that get a ten, but also games that get could get in that got a review in the sevens from mm-hmm. someone. Uh, we don't have a cutoff on on rating because we we want this to be a collective opinion on the best games for each platform, and so that's how you also uh, you'll see some really major big triple A budget games next to a small indie game like Thumper, which has a, a ton of uh, great fans at IGN. Um, but yeah, they're you know these are not. The fact that we had to limit it to 10 and that you could keep going with games like Xenoblade mm-hmm. um, and, and ARMS just shows that the lineup is already really mature. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, who, were. who do you want to, who do you want to start on, on picks? Okay. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and start with, um, I'll start with me. Let's okay. go with me. Yeah. Oh, I never started. I've heard first. of you. Yes. Uh, hello, me. Uh, my name is Philip. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first pick, my first pick, I'm going to go with the AAA side, obviously. And that one was tough for me because I was leaning very closely towards Breath of the Wild for my Mm -hmm. top pick. And then I remembered that we had a fantastic Mario game release this year as well. So then I started (laughs) swimming over here to Mario and, and I actually played a lot of it last night trying to figure this out. 
And then I went right back to Zelda. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm too big of a Zelda fan. I mean, Breath of the Wild is not just one of the best games of the year, but I think it's one of the best games ever, in my opinion. So I, I truly am in love with that game. It's just done so much for the series. It, yeah. it reinvented it, in my opinion, completely. Like, doing something different with the temples. I know that there are people out there that weren't necessarily happy with that. They missed the, the idea of, like, going into dungeons and going in this nominal, like, sort of order and having to collect different items and then do the big finale at the very end. Oh, but it's just not Zelda. Yeah, it's just not Zelda, exactly. But for me, like, I think the series needed something like this. I think that it brought in a lot of um, new fans who maybe didn't want to give Zelda a chance before, but since there was so much hype about it, and because it just is as amazing as it is, uh, it people more more people just decided to jump in. So that would be my pick for the AAA game. Now I know that you, a lot of you guys are probably going to have a similar sort of answer, hmm. but let's see. Let's let's. What do you think, Pear? What was your pick? All right, um, my pick for game of Switch and game of the year is is Breath of the Wild. And uh, you know, I I absolutely adored Mario and uh, love a lot of the the. The games on the other platforms as well. Um, you know, I'm still playing Persona and will be for the next ten years. You and me, buddy. Um, no, but uh, I, I just felt Breath of the Wild just did so much that felt fresh, and um, unlike many of the other games that I play, I just I always looked forward to the stories that I could tell my friends, you know, and coworkers coming to work and just kind of hinting at, oh, I've discovered this thing. Have you discovered it? And then hearing, no, not yet. And like, and and in the end. If your friend had discovered the same place and had played the same the same stage or uh, completed the same challenge, finding out how different everybody solved it, you know, like you you found a labyrinth and you worked your way through and you were so methodical about how you did it. You only turned left and you went to every corner. You got all these great weapons, and then your friend goes, "Oh, I climbed to the top of the labyrinth and I fought the guardians, and you know, I somehow made it through, and I didn't get any weapon. I'm gonna go th- go back." Like those kinds of stories, it just highlighted how nonlinear and awesome that that universe was. And then just the concept that anybody would have the guts to build this open world and then put so few limitations in place. And you you kind of mockingly said, oh, it's not Zelda, right? The Zelda franchise has reinvented itself. It started with a very open world game. It had games using item gates where, you know, you kind of work yourself up to have more tools, let you get to new places. Point and click games, a 2D side scrolling game, right? Like RPG style. Um, and now we're at a point that feels like almost an amal- amalgamation of all the games. And it did have, you know, like having certain items helped you with certain things, right? Like certainly having the gift of fire helped you with with certain uh, areas. But I just loved how different it felt. I loved the freedom. uh, And I think uh, from a storytelling perspective, the way it nudges you towards the end, the way it invites you to just get off the beaten path, crazy stuff you can find in that game. It's it's my game of the decade. Mm. Yeah. also Zelda uh, <laughs> t- two as well. Um, everything that you guys said, and uh, I, I I'll keep it short. But uh, I think that that um, every year we get a game that sort of captures the cultural zeitgeist in the office, and uh, everyone's talking about it, and everyone is uh, comparing notes and and telling these stories that that sort of serve this meta narrative around the game, uh, and. That is exactly what it happened with Metal Gear Five. It happened with The Witcher. It happened with this game. And uh, the the idea that 
that, you know, like, like you were saying, pair, um, the way that I would solve something would be completely different from the way that Brian had solved something or completely different from the way that Alana had solved, solved something and being in the office, uh, pulling each other into rooms and being like, have you seen this? Do you know that you can do this in this game? 60, 70, 80 hours in, uh, is just an unparalleled accomplishment. And so, yeah, for sure. As my triple A pick, I, I, I choose Zelda for this generation and several others. Like, uh, I remember very distinctly, probably 20 hours into the game, texting Alana and saying like, I feel crazy saying this, but this might be one of my favorite games of all time, like already. And I, I stand by that. Like, I think it's one of the best games ever created. Yeah. 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 My Switch game of the year is the Jackbox Party Pack number four. <laughs> Jackbox. No, uh, yeah, it's Zelda. Hey, who would have guessed? Um, wow, we, we, we present I, so, such varied opinions I know, here. and I, I mean, like, the thing that struck me about that game, even from the very beginning, like, from the, the moment you get off the plateau, is how empty the map is. Uh-huh. Like, there are no little symbols, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the game, a hundred hours later, you look back and it's covered in symbols. And they're not symbols that, you know, the game told you to go find. They're symbols that you put there and symbols that you found and things that – experiences that you had, right? I, I think the – you know, it does a lot of cool things with, like, the physics of fire spreading and, like, the fact that you can climb anything. Like, all that stuff is great. But I think the, the most successful thing that that game did is you look at a mountain and there's a zero things telling you to go climb that mountain. And you go, I want to go climb that there's mountain. There's something up there for And sure, then when yeah. you get to the top of the mountain, the game rewards you. Yeah. There's, it does this incredible job of tricking you into doing things that it already wants you to do and that's incredible because it makes you feel like you're making all these choices and like secretly designers at nintendo spent hundreds and hundreds (laughs) and thousands of hours making you think that you made that choice and it's brilliant it is brilliant i i just can't believe how how freeing they made that game feel. You're right. It's almost like it's like you're working really hard to climb Mount Everest for the first time. Yeah. And then you get to the top and there's a little box with a note that says, Thanks for thanks for playing our game. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like they, they you feel like you're discovering something or you're figuring out a way into something and then they thought about it. Yeah. They yeah. they thought about you being able to get behind something and there is something there. You're like, you you put that mushroom there just to tell me yeah. you knew I was going to do this. And it's even like little things where you're like in a forest and there's like one bigger tree that you can climb and you're like, oh, I want to climb this tree. And then there's a rock with a core oak in the top of the tree. Yep. And it's like every little thing that you might want to explore rewards you in some way. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, I, it would be cool to be able to ride a bear. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't believe how how freeing that game really, really was. Yeah. And I agree. Elvis. Huh? Four, four for four, Zelda. So we have four Zelda. What about the indies? Yeah, now we, I knew that was going to happen. I had an f- inkling yeah. that you know we were going to at least have three out of four. Zeldas. I think if Brian was here, Brian would have said Mario. Yeah, you think yeah. so? And Ryan yeah. too, but just because yeah. of the Italian thing, though. Yeah, yeah. solidarity, <laughs> etc. Um, but yeah, so let's start. Let's talk about our favorite indie Switch releases, or are the favorite indie. Now you would go four for four on this too. <laughs> I think we're going to be really boring. I feel, no, I feel I like I'm not going to agree with you. I know that for sure. All right. I feel Fade like I know what story. you guys are going to say. <laughs> Whoa. I so think he, I know what he's going to say. Do you? Yeah. I, I'm not sure you will. I think it's Let's it's, all say it's let's gonna all be very say it at the same slide. time. <laughs> On 3. Okay. 
One, two, three. SteamWorld Steam Dig 2. Yeah. No, why didn't you say? You guys didn't because say anything. I said it. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> said SteamWorld Dig 2. I'm no, no, saving no, no. mine oh, for okay. last. It's going right. to be a surprise. All right, let's hear Philip. <laughs> what did you say? No, I said last. I, I said Kingdom New Lands. <laughs> okay. Kingdom what? New Kingdom. Kingdom New Lands is like yeah? oh, nice. one of my favorite games ever on PC, and it came to Switch this year, and uh, I think it's criminally underrated. I think that Kingdom New Lands is the perfect game for Switch because uh, it's a game that rewards replayability and it rewards dropping in and dropping out and it is exactly what I want to be playing on my commute home from work every day basically. Explain what what it is because it is one of the lesser known games. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a roguelite-ish thing where you it's pixelated 2D side scroller. Um you, it's it's kind of like an RTS almost mm-hmm. but 2D and you you get coins and you drop them it's completely wordless basically. You give coins to these little villager people uh they join your little town and then you can give them either bows or hammers if you give them a hammer they start building things you tell them to build and if you give them bows they start fighting a bunch of clever little Um, villagers yeah and it's it's really really simple and then every night there's a day night cycle and every night monsters come and attack you um and you have to build walls to defend and then you can build knights eventually as you expand your settlement you can build knights and then send the knights to go destroy the portals that the monsters are coming from but it's great because you can't win. So if you just try to survive, like eventually you'll get overrun. There's no way you can survive. So the whole plot of the game, and this is what New Lands has different over the original kingdom, is there's a boat on the map. And you kind of have to fortify the area around this boat, repair the boat, and then escape the island mm-hmm. you're on on the boat. And then you start over. And that's why it's like a roguelike because – then you go to a different island and there's new challenges. You ah. unlock new things that you can find on previous but challenges. you carry the skills over from the previous island. So you only carry what you can get onto the boat with you. Tricky. So if you do a really, really good Tricky. job and you get all these soldiers with you, you'll start the next game with soldiers. Mm-hmm. But if you are like – like literally I've gotten onto the boat while I was like running away from a mob of creatures one time. And so I started the next world with like one worker and that was it. <laughs> Um, And it's this really great game where it somehow feels congruous. Like it feels like you're playing this long story where you can just replay it a bunch of times and you can play different – like you can do it over and over and over again. Yeah, Kingdom New Lands I think is just – I understand why a lot of people are not as hot on it. But like it's just – like I said, it's what I want to play at the end of the day when I'm on the train home. That's awesome. I thought you'd pick pick, Picross or something. Something very Yeah, I do love Picross. I did – I completed all of the puzzles in that recently and I was very, very happy about it. But yeah, no. New Lands is is definitely my pick. Cool. I feel like we should just – I should say a word, then you say a word, then I say (laughs) – Well, no. Steam will dig too. It was our our obvious pick. We've talked this game up so many times. We don't need to go into too much detail, but I really loved the way – that the map opens up when you get more powers, and I really like this concept of just being able to dig in all these different directions with these silly characters. And I'm, I love, I love the collection acts aspect and like going back into areas and finding everything. Yep. And this game really rewards you for that. And it has some really good, really tough challenges mm-hmm. that. If you master them, you feel really good. If you can't master them, you can come back later with the power up and, and, and it'll help you. And it'll help you complete it. I think it's yeah. a really well balanced and wonderfully paced game. I think it has a perfect gameplay loop. Mm-hmm. I think the idea, the the goal to collect things to upgrade your carrying abilities and to upgrade your maneuverability so that you can go back into the mines and carry more stuff, <coughs> uh, collect more things. Like it's just super smart and it's the kind of game that uh, 
I just found myself saying, oh, well, you know, I'll just do a couple more runs and then I'll go to bed. And then suddenly it was two o'clock in the morning and I was still playing SteamWorld Dig 2. So like, I, I cannot say enough about how great this game is. And it was such a refreshing surprise to have this like awesome 2D platformer on Switch this year. And I think that it uh, not necessarily got overlooked, but I think it has the potential to be sort of swept by the wayside. And I hope that people listening to this show and people that are, are uh, you know, big into that, that sort of thing are paying attention to and pick this game up yep. because it, it's awesome. And it's interesting, New Lands, Kingdom New Lands and SteamWorld Dig 2 are both... You already got your turn, no, 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 Tom. No, I'm talking about SteamWorld <laughs> here. Talking about SteamWorld here. Both of those games are games that had good first games and then had sequ- or like their sequels kind of took whatever the yeah. core of that game was and then made like something really amazing out of it. Yeah. They're both games that, that mm-hmm. started simple and built upon a really good idea and I think they both benefit from that. Like I think D- Dig 2 is like a almost innumerably better game than the first oh, yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to make a high sequel for Switch and it's going to be good too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, I love that game too. Me too. So, so I originally um, wanted to make a hilarious joke about uh, my indie game pick, but I mean, it's there's Kingdom just, New Land. There's just no, <laughs> there's no going around it. I mean, it's obviously. Steam World Dig Two. Oh like, man, I'm sorry. What? You know, like I was expecting greatness now, but I'm not sorry. You know what? That is great. <laughs> I was expecting a curveball. A curveball. Yeah. Well, I was thinking you might start going like Battle Chef or something like that. Uh, Battle, Battle, Battle Chef is good. Battle Chef is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's uh, suddenly reconsidering yeah. for a moment. No, but I mean, I, I feel like it just goes without saying. I mean, there's been, we've already said so much about this game, but it's an amazing, amazing indie game on Switch uh, or wherever you choose to play it, even if you don't play it on switch it's just one of those games like exactly what tom was saying the the first one started something it had a great idea a great concept but then the second one really just built upon those ideas and expanded them and made them so much more fleshed out and i love the way that like what you said zach the whole game just encourages you to go beyond the beaten path Mm -hmm. and look for new caverns and new hidden areas that you wouldn't normally find if you're just exploring the story itself and you can finish that game relatively quickly if you just do the story yeah i think i clocked in at about eight hours yeah but if if you're finished if you're just going straight for the story i don't think that you're playing it the way that you should be playing Mm -hmm. it because that game is meant to just be like totally torn up um and you know digging through everything and trying to find as many secrets as you possibly can can get to because that's the whole point so if if i could pick honestly like a favorite game that came out besides breath of the wild this year on any platform it would probably be uh, Steam World. That's Day. your number two. Oh, yeah, nice. that's my number cool. two. Period. Right so, yeah, my very. Number, my number two this year is coming out on Switch next year. So, oh, yeah. Hollow Knight. Oh, just mm, kidding. Yeah, but I'll shut up about that because yeah. Zach's heard me talk about Hollow Knight too much already. The name of the Does game he... is Kingdom New Land. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Before we wrap things up here, I just wanted to go over some of the new game releases for this week. Uh, so it's starting. These these are all coming out on December seventh, which I believe is. Uh, to yesterday, so <laughs> which I believe so, is I, yes, it's I believe that I got that unstuck in time yes. again. So uh, starting out at the very top, Tesla Grad, uh, that is a very fun game. It's also available on other systems as well. Phantom Breaker, Battlegrounds, Overdrive, Dimension Drive, Slain, Back from Hell, Embers Damn. of that's a video game ass video game name. Yeah. Slain, Back from Hell. Oh, yeah. That one's a very video gamey game. Yeah, too. yeah, it's like an action sort of platforming mm-hmm. type game. It looks pretty interesting um pixelated blood yeah lots of heavy metal pixelated crazy violence going on there um so then going on from there we have vostok 
Inc., Riptide GP Renegade, which is definitely a mobile port. So keep make aware of that. It looks a little bit like Wave Race, but you can also get that game on your phone as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, for much less. Uh, <laughs> the Sexy Brutal, which you should definitely check out. It's, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I was yeah. going to, yeah, I was going to flag that if you didn't. What is that? Uh, I've... Sexy Brutal is a super stylish puzzler uh, that came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, Jonathan Dornbush reviewed it for us and is just like head over heels for this game, mm. was championing for it in a lot of categories for game of the year um and i honestly i didn't even know it was coming to switch and i just saw it when i sat down here and that means that i'm going to go out and buy it as soon as this Too podcast is over. yeah so. well on december 7th which is yesterday which is yesterday is when you will i think it's yesterday okay so yeah uh red game without a great name i believe that's like one of the cheapest games i've seen come out on switch <laughs> it's like 2.99 or something like that uh plantera dx <laughs> Floor Kids, which is another game that you should definitely check out. That was another Nindy title. So it's the breakdancing, yeah, yeah, it's like the breakdancing. Saw that in a uh, direct a few months ago, Mm -hmm. and Brian, I was actually texting me about it today because he he got a copy and has been playing it, and he says it's awesome. All the music is by Kid Koala, and all the. uh, yeah, and all the rhythm stuff is like super fun. So he's he's really big on that as well. How, who's gonna play all this? Brian. It's, Brian's gonna play all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apart from Brian, yeah. yeah. Man, so many good games. Uh, and then yeah. Tesla Grads is excellent too. Yeah. 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 Tesla Grads. Brian played that as well. Really good. What else you got? Uh, the last three on the list for uh, this <laughs> week are Plague Road, Gunbird for Nintendo Switch, and Yodanji. Is that how you Yodanji. say that? Yodanji, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, those those are the releases for this week. Next week are uh, Human Fall Flat. <laughs> that comes out on December that, 8th. That's a great game. Don't sleep on it. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those games that's definitely... A fi- like a physics-based puzzle, It's, right? it's basically yeah. Gang Beasts if Gang Beasts was a puzzle game instead of a fighting game. Oh, cool. Like a little, little Octodad-ish, right? Yeah. Like, right. The, the, like trying to figure out how your arms it will It trolls you with the controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that. Pretty fun so far. Uh, December 8th, also One More Dungeon... Tennis in the face, Vegas party. <laughs> you can't just say tennis in the face and move on. All right, fine. I have no idea what that game is, so I'm just going to move on. Um, <laughs> and then the last three coming out on December 12th, The End is Nigh, Pinball FX3, and Party Planet. So, so The End is Nigh. Obviously, yeah, that's a pay attention one. to that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. The End yeah. is Nigh uh, came from Edmund, Edmund McMillan, part of Team Meat, one of the creators of Super Meat Boy. Just, uh, it's a really, really cool platformer kind of follow up to Super Meat Boy. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very similar and very different at the same time. Extremely challenging, but it's yeah, it's that's good. awesome. I love Meat Boy so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It scratches the itch while still managing to be like its own thing. Cool. Yeah, that I mean, there. They're easily four or five must-have games in this list mm-hmm. of stuff yeah. that we just read, <laughs> like in the in these two weeks. Again. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's perfect timing for Christmas yeah, good, break. Good, good luck. I will. I'll just be playing Persona. Christmas so. blood. <laughs> Christmas break is all Persona. Christmas and, blood <laughs> and Zen- Xenoblade. I mean, that's not a short game. No, either. I know. Yeah, that is probably what I'm going to be playing over the holidays, like this entire time. I'm going to try and beat it before the end of the year. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. And yeah, then I've been playing Xenoblade. Don't. I've been playing Xenoblade only in transit, and I have come to realize that I don't. I'm not in transit that often. So I was telling you guys I've been playing it in about like 20 to 40 minute chunks per day. And so at this at this rate, I should finish that game around 2022. <laughs> and, and don't forget, as you're making your plans on what to play, that you have completely forgotten about the last Zelda DLC. True. Mm. Hopefully, remember when we saw that yesterday? We saw that yesterday. It was awesome. Wow. That was insane. Um, all right. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, we did run out of time for question block, but don't worry. I actually 
asked you guys uh, for all of your questions on Facebook, and I'm answering a bunch of them in the upcoming NVC vlog. And then uh, if I didn't answer your question in that video, I'm definitely going to go back in that post and try and answer as many of your questions as I possibly can personally. I think there's like over 100 now. So if you guys want to come in there and help out, that'd be yeah? totally can great. We? No. Yeah. All right. I'm so going to jump just in and ask more questions. On, on, on Facebook, just search for Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast Forums. Yes. So we you'll have, find it there. I'm kidding. I love answering viewer questions, so I'll okay. help out with that, too. We should do an episode that's just question blocks. Yeah, we should do a live, like burn through we should a bunch do of a live stream <laughs> and just take questions on the that's air. That's cool. Yeah, chat. Yeah, let us know in we the comments. We should plan the show more while we're on the show. I can, but I don't even know if yesterday's <laughs> today or today's <laughs> yesterday. We'll call our friend Garouk. We'll find out. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let us, know, uh, let us know in the comments <laughs> if you like that idea. I mean, we're definitely open to that, so... For sure. Um, but before we wrap things up, Tom, where can people find you at? Uh, at Tom R. Marks on Twitter is the best place to find me. Cool. And He's got a Batman avatar and the man loves to make pies. <laughs> Both true. Um, I'm at Zachariah Steve. Awesome. And Pear, where can people find I'm you at? Peer IGN. And I am Philip Mewson. On Twitter, so at Philip Mewson. I think sure. that's my handle these sure? days. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty always, sure I've never. It's also his name. Double, I always have to double check my Instagram handle because I never remember it. Yeah, it's like it's the uh, permutation of my Twitter handle, but I never remember how. You've got to. Yeah, you definitely yeah. got to be consistent with it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. That's our show this week. Thank you very much for watching and listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, then definitely make sure you're subscribed. Or if you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting service, then definitely make sure you're subscribed to that as well. Uh, so. It, have a great week, and we'll see you very soon. Give me that cereal. <laughs> what a silly show. <laughs>